God, because I think me and Aldrich, because uh, f- if he was watching all the arcs around that time, he will agree with me that um, actress Jennifer Metcalf is the best thing to come out of Bradford since Morrison's. <laughs> Welcome to the Temple of Bleh, episode five. Episode um, five. Episode five. Um, it's it's a weekly metal news roundup show and, and and other shit. You come for the news and you stay for the shit, as I understand it. That's where I do. That's where I do anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm Jim and this is my co-host Raw. You're right. I'm all right, man. It's getting too too fucking hot again. It is a bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit warm. Like summer's happening. Summer's happening again, which is, which is not metal, but it's <laughs> metal if it gets too hot. Because when everyone's burning to death and you know there's people dying from heat stroke, that's pretty, pretty metal. There's no representation um, in the metal scene for high humidity, shitty overcast weather. Like heavy metal parking lot on Bay Area thrash, all very sunshiny and great. Ah, freaking... no, 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 no. I've, I've got, I've got you there, Jim. There is a band called Jungle Rock. And what could be more high humidity and hot weather than jungle prop? Yeah. <laughs> I meant in the wider zeitgeist, and I was going to make comparisons with black metal, but you're not wrong, I guess. I you had to fucking ruin it. I am not wrong at all with jungle rot. There we go. Yeah, jungle rot, yeah, band, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to jump... Oh, actually, I'm going to say to jump into some news, but actually, I didn't ask you what the fuck you're up to. Are you, are you all right? Are, are, you keeping, uh, yeah. are you keeping regular? Uh, yeah, I'm full of, I'm full of turkey. Um... I couldn't do my deadlifts tonight because there was a large, large, large man on the deadlift platform and I just didn't want to. And he spent the entire hour and a bit I was there doing deadlifts and I'm like, you know what, pal, that's that's yours tonight, mate. I'll go tomorrow. That's fine. You did sound a bit deflated, mate. I wondered why. I am a bit, yeah, because it was it was <laughs> well up some deadlifts. But I got me off red pressing, but, you know, huge dude doing his deadlifts, just doing heavy singles, about 300 kilo plus every rep of my... You go, pal. You go. One day I might get there, but today's your day, mate. You have the stage. There's a guy who does that at our gym. Um, he comes in, he just maxes I think he's a rugby player or something. But he's mm. proper meathead, like, does the deadlift and chucks it on the floor. And he's also got, like, he must have some sort of sinus issue. So every time he comes in, it's just like, and then just, like, weights crashing down. And the weights crashing down. Then he goes out the fire exit to spit. It's a fucking yeah. scene. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. But it's always late, so I always get the squat rack. Good shit. Good shit. How are you doing for news, mate? Have you got anything for me? Oh, I've got some news. I've got some news. Lay it on me. I want to spill it on my face. So, Lick, I've got a new album out. And Lick are a band from Sweden that I saw at Damnation two two years ago. Oh, I. Despite being hungover to shit from seeing the Maclads, the... uh, the night before Lick sort of like blew the cobwebs out and they were they were they were good dudes. They were good. They were nice and heavy and yeah, they've got new album out. So that's Lick, just L I K. Lick. Lick, yes. Lick. I've got one for you. Yeah. I think I've got a new album out, but they have just been sort of like uh, thrown across my desk. They're known <laughs> as the the Alex Jones Prison Planet. Mmm. Mmm. I've heard of these, yeah. I'd, I'd do yourself a favor and bang it on. It's basically yeah. Arno Core, except instead of finding a singer to to sing Alex, Alex Jones, they've um, they've literally just taken samples from Infowars. Yes. And put death metal underneath it. It's fucking yes. brilliant. What could be better? What yeah, could be better? 
the soundtrack to turning the frogs gay. <laughs> oh, it's fucking. I've, I've, I've got like all the quotes running through my head, but I don't want to ruin it for anyone. Just fucking. All the songs are like a minute 30 as well, so you're not going to like. It's, it's going to be perfect for your attention span. If you've got five minutes and you've got like a call or something, just bang it on. Do yourself a favor. It's fucking Bit brilliant. John's car. Yeah, I, actually, I was going to reach out to them on the website, see if I can get them on the podcast <laughs> just for shits and gigs and see. You never know. No one have a chat. Cool. That would be very cool. Well, yeah, if if any of the bands that we uh, that we mention want to have a chat, go and have a chat. So cool, we're always up for yeah. a chat. Okay, so um, do you want uh, this week in metal tat? Yeah, man. We have a, we have a returning entrant to this week in metal tat. Ooh. Do you know a couple of weeks ago I said, hey, "Breed, I've got a beer out." Oh, I think I've seen this. Oh yes, there is now Jamie Jaster Pasta. I wonder if it goes with the beer, like the you know how beer moretti is kind of like meant to be a good sort of Italian food beer. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if they've actually like gone full on brand. I have no idea. It says it's made from semolina and it's called Perseverance Pasta, but Jamie Jaster Pasta. So I hate breeder <laughs> severely, severely winning the uh, the sort of like metal tap competition. You need um, you need carbs to get in the pit. To throw you down, do have to get in the pit and throw down. So beer and uh, beer and pasta is actually quite a good, quite a good combo for them, really, isn't it? We should do like if we're completely out of ideas, we should do an episode where we just hit all the branded uh, foods and food and drinks. <laughs> we could get Sammy Agar's hot sauce on. Oh them. yes, how about we just go full and we just sort of we we do a first to first episode where we have all the metal boozers. Yeah. Could we open yeah. the Slayer Jaeger on that day? I'm saving it for the apocalypse. There's two things I say for the apocalypse. It's my Slayer Jaeger, and it's my <laughs> uh, my vinyl of Power Slayer, which I've got hanging up behind a frame. It's <laughs> never been played before. I, when I bought it from the shop, it's like an original pressing. It's never been played, and I was like, I've got to save it for the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's like, oh, the missus has left me. That's kind of like the situation that needs to occur before uh, I break uh- it up. So what you do is you do like Shaun of the Dead where you just sat there drinking Slayer Jaeger and just holding on to your Power Slave vinyl for that one zombie to come close so you can lob it at its head. Yeah, that's yeah. it. All right, cool. Yeah. Cool. Start uh, in the garden. Cool. Yeah, man. So yeah, we should do that. That's a good idea, actually. I, yeah. I was saw today there's um, oh, I'm a God have one, but it's a non-alcoholic one because they're all sober, I think. Boo. At least the vast majority of them are. Boo. <laughs> I suppose right. if it keeps Lamb of God touring, then I support it. Yeah. Because I do like a good Lamb of God gig. Yeah. Yeah. What was the last time we saw Lamb of God? Uh, Slayer. Oh, yeah, it was fucking Slayer, wasn't it? Fucking that Slayer. Was, that, was, that was a fucking... That was a... I remember when we were in the pit, and there was just one guy that was targeting you. In like in, in, in true form to pit politics, we managed to sort of like subtly inform the man through no uncertain terms that that was not going to fly. No, and eventually another fat guy got involved. It's like, ah, oh, this is great. Yeah, that was that was fucking that that gig was brilliant because everyone was way more hammered than me because I was driving and they were all Geordies. So it was just all these drunk Geordies seeing Slayer for the last time, just up for a scrap. It was uh, a <laughs> <laughs> fucking experience. Loved every second of it. I'm not saying not bad about Geordies, but I was at a fucking damn fine time every time I've been to Newcastle. I guess. It kind of yeah. like just going into like the reason we do this podcast is sort of like to expand, replug into the community and talk to people, have good dialogue about metal. Because yeah. I was kind of worried that as we sort of enter our 
sort of like anchored point in our lives where we've got jobs, yeah. we've got obligations that we might move away from it. But when I think about it, the last sort of few outings we've had, personally, me and you, maybe like <laughs> the best gig experiences I've had like in my life. They've all been fucking Newcastle, haven't they? They've all been Newcastle. See, because of where <laughs> uh, me and Raw live, it's more convenient to either go to Leeds or to Manchester for a gig. But for Slayer, uh, through circumstances not of our doing, we ended up in Newcastle, and now we go to Newcastle at every available opportunity because it's just a much better gig uh, town for some reason. Yeah, Kiss was awesome. Started on the Jaeger in the afternoon on the train, had the mobile Jaeger bar, a couple oh. of beers in the hotel, a couple of beers seeing Kiss, and then we ended up going to around the Gay District, didn't we? Until that four in the morning, it was Yeah, yes. yeah, Gay District, because that's the only place that's open on a Sunday, so big up for the gays to uh, keep the party boat going until four in the morning. <laughs> Don't you ever fucking change. Holding down those twilight hours for those of us who are who are wandering but not lost. Yes, something like that. And because I was about to pussy out, wasn't I? And you went, no, Dave, just, just, just one, just come on, let's just go to this one place for him. We'll just get a water and see what's going on. And then I was like, no! <laughs> and it was amazing. God, flashbacks. Yeah, man. Anyway, anyway, we're not here to regale about our amazing times, which everyone was going to look at and go, that, that's a shit night. Anyway, <laughs> um, I listened to some Pig Destroyer for the first time. Oh, I. It, just, I'm going to uh, describe it, and it might be because I was listening to them through a shitty Bluetooth speaker in the gym. No, you were listening. Or, to pig, yeah, you were listening to Pig Destroyer properly. Oh, it's fine then, because it's, my my one sentence review is: it sounds like the Doom Slayer. If the Doom Slayer was an accountant, and everything instead of being like rip and tear and kick the shit out of it, it was terrifying and perilous. <laughs> it's just dark and grim. <laughs> it's like this is what hell would sound like if I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> all kind of like, it's really good though, because it's got like it's got it's got a bit of everything in terms of riffage. It's, got, it's fucking like it's tight as fuck. They've clearly got so many ideas that poured mm. into it. But in terms of mood, there's so many bits of it that sound like you know um, Darkness of Christ <clears throat> at the start of God Hates Us All. Mm. That intro track has loads of, like transitions like that, and it's just mm. so like it's peril on a scale and like, only Rhapsody could have pulled off. <laughs> peril on the scale, you know, like if you scope it out and it's like. Think of a when you when you think of like uh, when you think of Rhapsody, it's all about valleys and and like these massive long quests and things like that. Yeah, Just yeah. Turn it on it, take the same kind of scope for that, but make it all horrible and horrific and terrifying. Horrible and horrific and about forty seconds long. No, they were longer than that. They're like proper. They? Yeah, yeah. I thought Pig Destroyer were like proper grind car, forty second long stuff. It could be that I might have just been listening to him in between sets and I didn't notice the transition between songs. Let's have a look. Quite possibly, mate. Quite possibly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Da, 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 da. Where the fuck is it? No, no. Normal set. Yeah, about three. three yeah, between two and three minute songs. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, fucking Pig Destroyer. If you want to, like, if you've sort of... If you can't wait for um, Corey Taylor to come down from his ivory tower to judge yeah. us all like the messiah that he is, listen to some Pig Destroy if you want to feel a little bit of an existential crisis. Uh, okay, well, no, ah, but what I'm looking at is the, I've just gone on to Spotify, like their newest album, they're all like mm. three minutes, but the new one they've done, which is 38 oh. Counts of Battery, the reissue, that's all proper like one minute, 40 seconds, 40 seconds. Yep, you're right. You're absolutely right. So I guess if you if you're, not new to Pig Destroyer, it might be worth knowing that there are songs are now song length. <laughs> songs are now song length. Yeah. Hey, cool. good shit anyway. Cool. Sweet. Um, next item of news, and this is this is 
personally, this is good for me, and I will explain why this is good news for me. Okay. Opeth have announced a tour. That's good. And there'll be a couple of gigs where the fans choose their set. Oh, the no, but Metallica did that, and it was tedious as fuck. No, no, because, because Jim, the thing about Opeth is, I love Opeth when they do death metal. I love Opeth when they do long death metal tracks. It's fucking amazing. But now they've just gone prog. So it's like, you know, I went to, last time I went to see him, I was keeping score. It was something like a prog path, a death path, four. And that's mm-hmm. that's not a good result for me. It's not a good result. So, you need to balance the books a little bit more. Well, no, they just need to not do fucking prog anymore. <laughs> this is what they need to do, because I love Opeth, because Michael Ackerfeld is hilarious. He's he's a fucking comedian, and I go and see Opeth just for the Michael Ackerfeld comedy show. And also, I would go see Opeth if it was something called Michael and the Ackerfelds or, you know, Michael and the Pets. Yeah, yeah. Just did a jazz set. I would go watch that, but I'm not watching Progpeth. I want Deathpeth. I never really got on with Opeth anyway. I need to give him a proper good try now that I'm an adult. I was I was forced to like Opeth by my former bandmates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember when we saw him at WAC in 2006, and I remember, I think it was Deliverance, which I, I saw. Yeah, no, you fucking don't. Um, <laughs> When uh, I think it was Deliverance, which is the 10-minute song, or was the 10-minute song at the time. And I was just like, all right, I know where I'm at here. So I just crowd surfed out and went to the bar. <laughs> Met you all there. <laughs> no, it must it was like stepping backward onto a train, just like, I'm out of here. You weren't there in 2006. That would be 2008 or 2008. Nope, I was there in 2006. You weren't fucking, you would not remember me being there in 2006. It was the first year I went then. 2006 we all went like just by chance like our two sort of groups of people were going there um at the, on the same year but just separately like we took the fucking national express whereas you took the wacken bus from oh Bradford. yeah yeah oh, god yeah Shit. and i sat next to a woman who saw my motor red shirt and apparently went out with lemmy in the 60s yeah it's all coming back to me now it was brilliant it was fucking brilliant i'll do that again in a heartbeat yeah, it was yeah. the dumbest, like, 35-hour trip to Hamburg. You could you could literally take the train. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, what driving to Vakken is the best, but, yeah. I've got... I'm going to put two um, two bits together just because they're kind of... They're not mm. very substantial. So, we've got some Metallica news, but they're not... It's not Ooh. bingo card worthy. Ah. I just wanted to know there was a near miss. I wanted you to know there was a near miss. Ah. So, I'm not even going to say what it is because it's not on the bingo card, so it's not fucking relevant. <laughs> uh, there's a new Fintroll uh, video out. Oh, you've stolen one of my newses, Jim. My newses oh, have combined. No. My newses have combined. Did you watch it? I haven't watched it, no. Oh, great, because I was going to ask you, what do you think the video was, the Fintroll video is? Right, I will watch the film Fintroll. No, don't, don't, no, don't watch it. What do you think it is? From knowing that there's a Fintroll music video out, what do you think Oh, it is? Right, well, I think... Now, this could go two ways, because... In, <laughs> In recent years, they've been very, very subtly with the trolliness, where they've just had like little, little pointy ears. They haven't been like full on, <laughs> full on trolliness. So I think they've gone full, full on troll again. Is what I think. In that, I guess the Gandalf, these Moria goblins are a bit, they're a bit subtle in their trolliness. Yes, exactly. Exactly. These subtle goblins. Yes. Yeah, am I right? Um, well, first, I was, I was hoping you'd be telling me a bit more than that, but yeah, the. There's basically, I'll, I'll just, I'll lay it on you. It's exactly what you expect it to be. There's, there's a guy in fucking trolleys in corpse paint in the woods. Yeah, good. Um, good start to a video. Sort of like singing to himself, and then there's sort of like footage of a guy wearing antlers walking through in a foreboding way that makes it look like 
they're being followed, or the right. band are being followed. Yeah. But then it comes to a point where the, and the, the, the sort of the deer person sort of like says an incantation and everyone runs away. <laughs> right. So it's, it's exactly what I want out of any kind of folk metal yes. video. It's completely on point. Good. Yes. This is this is what we're like. So if you're looking for archetypical, this is not it's not called yeah. Papani hunting grounds when there's a guy jumping out of a tree. Yeah. But <laughs> hunting song, yeah, it's just. <laughs> imagine like imagine if you were in Fintroll and you know that every album you do every two or three years, you're gonna have to spend two or three days filming a video, and you know full on that you need to get like a camping stove because you're gonna be in the fucking woods <laughs> running around. Should do should do like Tourist did for Rasputin and just you know do a cover where you can have the song inside because that's just them at a disco isn't it? and just fucking, yeah what's his face Warlord Nagard just there like with you know bitches on each arm pretending he's a disco pimp. I tell you what, man. Speaking of Tourist, there's a um, I might be crossing over your news again. Um, have you got anything on Damnation Festival? I have not got anything on Damnation. Okay, Festival. in short, it's cancelled due to due yeah. to circumstances outside of their control. Yeah, just wash your anti bastards. Yeah. Um, they, they did a podcast where they were talking about um, I can't remember the name of the fucking podcast I wish I did, I'll, I'll, I'll tweet it out later but it was the two organisers basically saying right, we'll do everything we can and this was sort of coming and then for another 45 minutes they're just chatting shit with each other and it's fucking brilliant and they were talking about Cheerios when they played Damnation a few years ago mm. and apparently it's the worst gig they've ever played from their perspective everyone else fucking loved it Mm. And it, it, just listening to the two organizers, because one of them is like the financial guy, and the other guy is like the production side and stage side. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, they're basically talking about how all the bands sort of feed them the tech spec, and they deliver on the tech spec, and they yeah, still yeah. kick off about it. And yeah. Sirius, I apparently had, did the same. Did the same. They're just kicking off, even though there was two thousand people in a room, proper losing their shit over Pinchall, where there'd normally be five hundred on any other gig night. And yeah, it, yeah. the exchange between the two is just absolutely brilliant. As in, really informative. They are funny guys yeah. as well. But if you ever yeah. wanted to know what it's like to run a gig, watch yeah. um, the Damnation Festival Guide podcast, which I'm, I'm going to fucking bring it up now yeah. while you so, do your, your your news. So there we go. So if you want to uh, listen to a podcast where people actually know what they're talking about about music yeah. and other people respect them, go listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Damnation Damnation Versus. Ah, Damnation Versus. Okay, Jim, uh, my, my news is... Um, so, do you remember all the way back to Temple of Bleh 1? Where wow. you mentioned, oh, yeah. yeah, where you mentioned a band that had fled Iran. What was that band called? That's uh, not that. Um, nah, fuck, I should have kept these notes open, man. Anyway, it wasn't this band. So there's a band called Confess who have also fled Iran. Ooh, because they were going to be put in jail for 14 years for being metal. So they uh, opt off to Norway, and they've got a new single out. So once again, if you want to. Uh, if you want to spot bands that are fleeing fucking tyrannical religious bastards and locking them up just for playing some fucking riffs, go uh, go get Confessor's new single. So here, here we've got another table we can keep here. Mm. Um, so you say Confessor was going to get sentenced to 14 years for being metal. 14 years for being metal, yeah. Right, so... Uh, fucking hell, what's it called? Arsimes. Yeah, something like 15 years. Yeah, that that's what they were going to get. Yeah, so yeah. Arsimes are winning. All right, well, yeah, and didn't they both flee to Norway? 
they both fled somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I was getting tried for crimes against culture for being a male-led, I'd definitely be going to fucking nowhere. That would be the first place on my list. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it's like me when I was 18. Where's the most metal place in the world? Nowhere. Let's go there. Yeah, yeah. But, well, I can't yeah. get down to the Mariana Trench, so. Yeah, no, fair play to, fair play to both of them, too. We were like, yeah, we're, we're in trouble for playing music. It's kind of like, well, yeah, you know, it's, it's shit that they've had to flee the country and they can't just stay there and fucking... I can change it, you know. Well, no, you, there's a different. There's a million ways you can look at it in there. You can sort of go, oh, I didn't say that they're part of a tyrannical regime and they had to flee because they were just being mm. themselves and all that shit. Or you could look on the optimist side of it and just go, well, looks like these guys just aren't ready for them yet. They're too ahead of their time. Yeah, but then you could, you know, you could also get into some sort of, you know, underground metal resistance movement. That'd be pretty badass. That'd be pretty badass. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. you do silent discos, couldn't you? But with pits, exactly silent pitting. Yeah, yeah. How would that work though? You want to keep like the yeah, you want to keep all the the headphones on people's heads when they're moshing. Yeah, use the gaffer tape. That's the rock and roll. That's the rock and roll um, tape in it. The rock and gaffer roll tape before you tool. get involved. Yeah, gaffer tape before you get involved in that circle pit. <laughs> in fact, that could be the entrance fee because if everyone finds out this venue's got a lot of. Um, a lot more money this Saturday than it did on Friday. I wonder if they had a gig without us knowing. Never mind that. They've just got a shit on a gaffer tape. <laughs> All eyes are off them. <laughs> yeah, just you've got to make some gaffer tape crafts to go. So when the authorities go, what are you doing here? You're like, well, I've just I just spent the Eiffel Tower out or a, a gaffer tape in silence. Rinsle it in the walls with this gaffer yeah, tape. We're, we're tradies. Look at us. Everyone's got to wear a tool belt. Look, we're just tradies, mate. Insulate the walls and gaffer tape. It gets cold in the fucking Iranian winters. <laughs> that's it so I'll keep that table to one side and I'll find out more bands that have escaped tyrannical regimes yeah. uh, and figure out how long they were being sentenced for the yeah. thing is what I don't know is 14 years each because that's a combined year that combined jail time of far more I, I, I don't know it might be it might be like standardised blasphemy laws like they get 15 each for being blasphemous mm. it'd be alright if they're in the same cell though innit the band has, a, has to serve their time together yeah See, I think if you're going to do that, I think they'd be bastards, and I think they'd ship them off to different wings, mm. prisons. Right. Yeah. We're now moving into a space where I'm designing a prison that's appropriate for metalheads. Uh, on Prison Architect? No, in my head. All right, well, <laughs> do you have Prison Architect? I, I, I've played it. I've played a bit of the story mode. Yeah, go, go on freeform mode, and we can design the... Um, we could possibly do that at some point, design the ultimate prison for metalheads. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Do, do you have some music? A, a Corey Taylor wing. I've got one more bit. It's a, it is a good one. Oh, I've got one more bit. Then I want to talk about the secret metalhead, if that's all right. Okay, I've got two more bits. So this, but once again, it might be a. You start. You start first, and it'll be one, one, one secret metalhead. Okay, cool. So, um, Ripper Owens and KK Downing have formed a band. They did. They did this a while back, didn't they? Um, they, they did a gig in Wolverhampton um, yeah. as like a, a priest cover band, effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is this is why I put it on because it's it, this could be a you know I thought it's nicely tied into once again Blair number one talking about uh, tribute bands where it's kind of like you know there's tribute bands and then there's stuff like this where it's Ripperons and KK Downing and someone else from Priest who are half a band and it's like um it's like Ross the Boss from Manowar just putting a band together and just mm. playing all the Manowar songs he writ with a decent singer and stuff. Yeah, it just, yeah. This reminds me of Spinal Tap where, you know, there'd be all fucking, there's Ripper Owens and KK set there going, now, now we can't play that, that's that's Rob's song. 
now that, yeah, that, yeah. that robs some as well. <laughs> so so we've got a good good you know five minutes set then. Ah, yes. <laughs> the thing is though, when this things like this happen, I'm always happy to see it because it increases the opportunity for people like us to go. Oh, I don't want to go see all the four members of this band do this thing that they're doing presumably for fun because they may, they should make a lot of money anyway. But you can't help but put yourself in their shoes and go, well, why have they done this? Mm. When because as, And it's difficult, particularly with Ripper Owens, because he's had a bad, he's had a bad rap. He sh- he's one of the lead sort of like metal vocalists of like the last three de- or two decades. Really. Oh no, three decades. He was in Iced Earth, wasn't he, in the 90s? He oh was. no, he was in Priest in the 90s. The priest in the nineties, then he went on to Iced Earth, didn't he? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been kind of hard done by. He's got his own band called Beyond Fear, and they didn't really last very long. I think mm. they did one album. They supported Anthrax in two thousand six, and then sort of like took a break, and then they've came back like last year, and that's it. Mm. But he, he should be like, I don't know what I don't know what his his game is. Like mm. he seems to be more of like a session player for hire that's kind of like really just specialized in metal bands, as opposed to just going off and finding a band and doing his own thing. And I think that's a bit of a shame. I think yeah. he has a lot of potential and he yeah. shouldn't be wasting it in a, a priest cover band unless that band is going to record mu- new music, in which case, True. bang on, go for it. Yeah, fair enough. But Jim, he did get, he did have Mark Wahlberg kind of play him in a film. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good film as well. I haven't watched Rockstar in ages. I might have to... Nah, me neither. Isn't that one that um, isn't, what's his face, Michael Starr from Steel Panther in it as well for like half a second? He possibly is. As know, another the, auditioning singer. I know Beardless Zach Wilde's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he is. I think, yeah. Okay, well, we'll, well... We can watch that while drinking all the branded beers, yeah. can't we? Yes, we can. This get is a it. fun day. It's going to be a fun and expensive day. <laughs> we fucking did it. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, they had Dave Eppleson on that gig in mm. Wolverhampton. I can't remember when it fucking. I think it was like last year in October or something or something like that. But KK Downing owns a golf club now, so I don't know why he's the not rich. Wolverhampton as well. Mm. It's called something like KK's Metal Shed or something like that, or KK's Clubhouse or something. It was somewhat with KK in it and all that, but I don't know if it's still going. So look at this. What's it called now? The, the third word can't start with a K, can it? <laughs> KK Downing Steel Mill, that's it, not KK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> KK's Cavern. KK's Cavern. <laughs> yeah, KK Downing Steel Mill. Fuck yeah. it, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Priests are an interesting one, and I'll, I'll, we'll talk about more about them in the coming year, I reckon. Yeah. What with Woodstock and all that? Yeah, yes, we will, yes, definitely. Definitely. Right, what have I got? Ah, this is a cool one. In a similar kind of fashion, right? Zach Sabbath. Ah, oh, yeah. They've recorded or re-recorded the Black Sabbath uh, debut album, Black Sabbath. Yeah. Oh, is that what that is? I just thought it was Zach Wilde doing Black Sabbath covers and like sweet. Yeah. Well, for the live shows, it is. In fact, for the entire band, it is. But the idea, the shtick behind this one is they tried to recreate the conditions uh, for the original album as best they could, obviously giving themselves a lot of creative wiggle room to just fuck about and do what they wanted. So yeah. uh, if I recall correctly, the sort of conditions, it was recorded in one day, recorded in mono, recorded with a certain you know click track or whatever the fuck they used, um, and they just fucking went out and did it. Yeah. Which is interesting because they're not doing a digital release. They're only doing hard copies. Which mm. are for sale on Bandcamp. Uh, so it's like ten quid for or twelve quid for a CD, and then you sort of think, 
I know it's a day's work. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you cheeky bastard, Zach. You bastard. Why don't you just do a fucking streaming gig like the rest of us? Yeah. I was speaking about streaming gigs. The Bayamoth one was shit up. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. fucking hell. Did yeah. you poo in a church? They did not poo in the church. I was sadly <laughs> disappointed until they had a full-on crucifix body suspension woman with her, with her boobs out, just, like, flying around the church, and then there was all sorts of fire and shit, and there was blood, and, yeah, it was cool. Nice. Yeah, if you haven't seen In Absentia Day, get hold of it somehow and just fucking watch it. But, yeah, it was like, um, it was like a proper gig because uh, I was 15 minutes late, I had a kebab, and then it was nearly sick. So, yeah, it was uh, pretty fucking good. <laughs> On... Um... Because I've done a few of these streaming gigs and babbled on to you about them. What do you reckon, then? I liked this one because it was a proper show. It wasn't just a gig. It wasn't just a Zoom gig. Yeah, it wasn't just them on stage with a camera set up. It was proper. It was like fucking... It had all been rehearsed. It like, you know, done it in this fucking church, which was on some dude's land. There was all sorts of shit going off. There was, like, little little video bits to intro it. There was stuff going up. It's a proper, like, film sort of thing. Like, you know, the woman described it as it's like a two-hour-long music video, and it's like, yeah, yeah, it pretty much is. I think, like, to play devil's advocate, it's kind of like, would you pay that money to watch an hour and a half, two hours of music videos. I personally wouldn't, but in the current circumstances, I'm happy to go for a streaming gig and see someone just like put on the production you would be putting on. Because the thing I would watch is pro shot footage of a live performance, say a download, when they used to do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the the best, next best thing. That's that's what this is, but there was sort of like, you know, there was bits to it sort of thing, and it was all like really well it was all like really well put together and you know there's like you know different performers and crap and stuff and it yeah was, i mean i get i get that but i mean uh, like i mean when the thing that i can't get my head around and i'm not knocking it in any way because i i do like completely support it and i think i'm all over these live uh, streaming gigs i think they're great but whenever i try and rationalize paying the money for it i'm like yeah production value and i'm like well i never gave a shit about production value before mm. why do i give a shit now yeah, but this is this is mine. This is my sort of like one that's piqued my interest because this is one like, ooh, it's in a church. Ooh, mm. it's doing good stuff. And you know, like watching that, it's made me sit down and go, I really need to listen to Bayamoth's back catalogue because I've never listened to it properly. I've just been like wanking over the Satanist since I discovered it <laughs> three years ago, and and you know, put down the Satanist and pick up, you know, re-listen to uh, what is it? Um, I loved you at your darkest and like all the older stuff because all the older stuff's like fucking cool as well. So it's now wanking over. The Satanist is probably exactly what they want you to do. <laughs> it probably is. It's a very satanic thing to do, is just, you know, have a wank. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed that, and I want to hear more, well, see more of these from... Tell you what, man. Actually, you know what? I want to replace one of the Metallica bingo card things. Ooh. I want to replace... Because you said... Um, they were going to, so, somewhere in the press cycle, they'll mention groundbreaking and innovative or something. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. replace that with, they're going to do a fucking streaming gig. Yeah, go on. Yeah, go I'll on, play yeah. that. That seems yeah. more likely. Yeah, one more streaming gig, yeah, It'll be on. one of those on-brand things for nowadays, but also too late to pique my interest. Yes, and but it will. they will also say there's something groundbreaking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll invent a new technology like it was presented in. Okay, let's put, them, let's put it in. Let's put it put them together. Groundbreaking they'll do, live stream. Groundbreaking. They'll innovate live. Yeah, they'll innovate the live stream. They'll do what they fucking did with everything else. It's like sounds yeah. the Metallica newsletter. Fifteen years after newsletters have fallen out of vogue, all that kind of shit. <laughs> it's gonna be great. 
Sign up for the Metallica newsletter and Twitter. We'll see which one gets the info to you the fucking quickest. <laughs> well, good. Well, anyway, yeah, with... Um, what was that? What was I going on about? No we, talk, we were talking about something in particular and then and then we went off on Hemoth. Yeah, um, your news one it next. I did my news. Oh, the Zach, Zach Sabbath one. Zach yeah, Sabbath, it, that was it, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. <clears throat> From, cool. You can hear one track on YouTube and it does sound really good. And it's, it's just as good to see... Zach, because he's probably the only person with the creative license from Black Sabbath to do what he's doing, yeah, and not be a tribute act in the same sense of a normal yeah, tribute act. And I yeah. like hearing him do it because he knows what he's doing. He's yeah. used all that double track vocals that Ozzy used ever since like the first Black Label Society album. Yeah, so it seems like proper on brand, and it just seems like a bit of fun. I'm not paying twelve quid though, Zach. Nah, <laughs> sorry, Zach. Nah, nah. sorry, Zach. Good shit. Uh, Good shit. Right, okay, my, uh, my last bit of news is um, <laughs> I found yet another weird cause that I want to, <laughs> I want to talk about. <laughs> okay, there has been a 23-minute version of 99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall recorded for Charity. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Different metal singers singing each verse, and it's for the benefit of Old Dog Haven that looks after old dogs. <laughs> but... Nice. But the uh, people involved are um, Phil Anselmo of Pantera and every other band in the world, uh, Burton C. Bell of Fear Factory and possibly uh, Brugeria. We don't know who's in that band. Mm. Uh, there's Matt Young from one of my uh, one of my sort of like well liked bands, King Parrot. If you haven't heard King Parrot, go check them out. They're fucking hilarious. Check out the YouTube videos where the skit they have before is longer than the actual song, mm. and. Drum roll, please, Jim, because one of these bands is Dave's band name of the week. Oh, shit. (laughs) One of the bands, no, one of the people featured on this is Carlos from the band known as Glory Hole Guillotine. (laughs) Brilliant. That's amazing. It's one of those, that's perfect because it's one of those where you sort of think, why didn't I think of that? Yep. Yeah, that's like, fucking brilliant. Like, have you heard him? Well, no, I haven't heard him at all. As, as usual with all the Dave's bands of the week, I haven't heard him. I just see a name and go, hey. Uh, Jungle Rot, <laughs> Lick, and Glory Hole Guillotine. Glory I'm Hole Guillotine. I'm going to feature on the our Spotify playlist of bands we've mentioned in passing. Way. Hey. Right. Shall I give you <laughs> as many updates on the secret metal lead as I possibly Fuck can? Yes, mate. Fuck yes, mate. Right. So the reception uh, of the. Secret Melon episode last week has been absolute. It's been overwhelming. It's been phenomenal. Eight views on YouTube. <laughs> Eight downloads on Spotify. <laughs> However, However, reaching out personally to different people to help us, sort of like, um, to help us explore this idea and, and really come to terms with the fact that there's definitely a guy fucking sneaking in a load of obscure metal shit in the background of Channel 4 shows. I first reached out to Jamie Britton. So we, we mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the creator of Skins because uh, he had a theory that it would be uh, that the Secret Metal Ed had some sort of input into Skins episode, Series 5, Episode 2 with the Metal Ed episode, whichever one it was um, so I reached out and said can you confirm the existence of a Secret Metal Ed he said pretty much what um, the art director for art Egypt director. said which was art director. yeah, which was pretty much like as a metal head, I want everything to be the continuity of all like metal things to sort of all stack up. Mm. So that's why that episode is the way it is. Cause I wrote the fucker. Uh-huh. Um, however, it would not be, um, 
uh, it wouldn't be off piste in any way for just a rando metalhead to be sat on the, the, the cutting room floor or the props floor just feeding in all these uh, obscure mm-hmm. metal items. So he's completely in line with what we're thinking, that there's just someone out there who's doing it who's kind of flying under the radar because they're not a named credit, they're just a props person. Mm-hmm. But they're you know, selectively cherry-picking these props to feed them in. So that's that's a glowing endorsement from Jamie Brisson, and I didn't give him the proper um, time of day when talking about the stuff he's done. Mm. Um, for one, I didn't I couldn't remember it was it was him that was uh, uh, the person in question. But the the other TV show that I, I come through to support um, my findings was what's it fucking called now? Kiss Me First. That's the the other one he wrote, which I thought if I can dive into this and see some metal mm. references, then we're, okay. we're golden. And the one any um, ah. from what I could see, I was just skirting through. But it seems like a decent enough series on on Netflix called "Kiss Me First, about a seventeen-year-old girl addicted to a fictional uh, MMO RPG. So if that's up your street, crack on. I'm not going to spoil any of it for you. But I did come through every fucking episode to try and find a Metallica t- um, like poster or T-shirt or something <laughs> like that. But there's not. So don't go. Don't watch it if you wanted to see metal references. Go because you want to see none. a drama. There ain't none. Also, um, Jay Britton turned me on to a band which, based on his phrasing, I think he might be in, um, called Dragged Into Sunlight. Dragged Into Sunlight, like a like a deathcore, grindcore yes, band. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they have anonymous members. Yeah. And the way he phrased it to me on Twitter was, uh, it was something along the lines of, I'm being, you know, high level here. Uh, yeah, I'm a lifelong metalhead. Uh, new release out dragged into sunlight and it's okay. it's either an error in his english or yeah. he's suggesting that he was in this band or is in this mm-hmm. band and i did listen to it and it kind of like it occupies the same space as pig destroyer in that mm. the peril was overwhelming for such a delicate flower as myself okay yeah it just was... check them out man it's, yeah. it, either way it's been a lovely week for me just like going like going down the rabbit hole with these people and trying to figure out if anyone yeah. knows anything and then people just referring to different uh different bands different uh yeah. reference anyway that's that's jamie britain so big shout out jamie britain for entertaining me and he had to think he listened to the full discussion as well to get a good uh, 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 the fuck we're on about um and check out direct into sunlight yeah another one is all drake from evil yes all drake from evil has been all over this shit haven't they He's been uh, kind enough to, to play Twitter tennis with me. Um, and he can remember uh, seeing metal references on Hollyoaks back in the day. Just can because he's a man of taste. Because <laughs> he's a man of taste. So uh, he's done exactly what I don't do, which is usually dismiss all your theories and every observation you make. Ah. And he's actually affirmed what you've seen. Good, because I think me and Old Drake, because uh, f- if he was watching Hollyoaks around that time, he will agree with me that... Um, Actress Jennifer Metcalf is the best thing to come out of Bradford since Morrison's. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'll ask him. I'll ask him uh, he also pointed me in the direction of a, a, a Channel 4 show called uh, Mark Francis's Big Night Out, which mm-hmm. was like this posh guy from a reality TV show going around doing different things. And he goes to a death yes. metal. Yes, he does go to a death metal gig. I caught that clip. Um, that clip, yeah. However, it's not on all four anymore, and there's I think it was like a mini series, meaning it wasn't like 22 minutes long. No, I think no, 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 it wasn't, so. Yeah. There's no fucking info on it, so I'm going to find it. That. It gets dragged to a gig. It's like, oh, hey, hey, what's all this here? What's the deal? At the oh, end, he was like, yeah. At the end of it, he's like, I just want to scream. Like, I really want to just get off my chest. I can, yeah. I kind of get it now. I was like, yeah, good lad. Yeah, 
Um, and that's Aldrich, so big shout out to Aldrich for supporting the cause. Oh, check uh, out his um, solo album, his Aldrich album. It's good. I listened to it the other week, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of guitar wankery. If you're into, it's good. For, it's. I was putting on one clear in the house, and I felt more productive. Mm. Mm. Right. Uh, last but not least, bees. This was fucking big for me. I was really, I was really happy with this. this so I mentioned cool. this to. Um, his name's Terry Beezer, and he's a journalist for Scurs, Metal Hammer, Kerrang. He's done the lot. Uh, I think in the last few years, he's sort of broken away and done his own podcast. Now he does a stream and he works for Notfest. Um, oh, okay. So I mentioned this to him on his stream. And he said, all right, mate, just give us the fucking spiel. And uh, I typed it all out for him and said, this is what I think <laughs> it is. Uh, I think there's a fucking secret metal. And he was like, love it, mad for it. If you find yeah. him, I'll interview him on notfest.com. So yeah. that's now the, the stakes have got... The stakes got fucking, up. Fucking got up. Fucking epic. That means we have to find this fucking out. We have to find the secret goddamn metalhead. Wherever yeah, yeah. He, whatever rat hole he may be hiding in there, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So big thank you to Bees for uh, for giving us giving us another another hoop to aim for. And cool. that's it for the secret metalhead, mate. That's it. Awesome. Um, more on that as we go forward. All right. We're, we're we're getting short for time, but I think we can just fit in. We can just fit in this feature now. So, this is um, your feature, Rob. This, this is all you, baby. This, this is my feature. So, you remember um, a couple of weeks back, I said that I'd um, been looking at hand gestures to improve my uh, my public speaking. Yep. Yeah. Well, if I'm not mistaken, you were just craning them down yes, my I was, crotch. I was, I was craning them. I will. I will send you. I forgot to send you the video, but I will. Uh, I will send you the video. So as I was as I was doing this, I thought I really really want to improve my uh, my public speaking. So then I thought, it's kind of like, who is the greatest public speaker that has ever existed? And any thoughts, Jim? Any thoughts? Right. You know, in a normal circumstance, someone would just shout it out Churchill. Yes. What you're, oh, you're going to say, oh, it's Churchill. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to like, then go, no, it was fucking, uh, it was Genghis Khan of Vlad the Impaler. That was fucking Churchill, Jim. So, <laughs> in, in order to... Uh, in order to uh, practice my public speaking, I have written a speech in the style of Winston Churchill, and I will now deliver this speech in the style of Winston Churchill. About oh, <laughs> do you need like some accompanying um, like Spitfire noises or anything we need like Spitfire, that? We need patriotic music. I will do it in the style of Winston Churchill. So I'm trying to do it in the sort of a uh, measure and what have you, but I'm not going to do the voice because the voice. Oh, fuck off, mate! I'm not the having voice. that. Now hear this. Do you want me to try the voice? Nah, I don't. I, no, I, want, no. I want it to be clean audio so I can put some Spitfire noises under it. <laughs> okay, the voice will cheapen it, but yeah, so, so this is my speech, and then we can have a... Then after the rousing applause, we can possibly have time for a quick discussion. Oh, we can table this and have the discussion next week when I've got possibly some more ammo. Hey, if, let's just see how it goes, and mm. um, if we have time at the end, great. If we don't have time at the end, we'll move it into next week, or we'll record an extended bit later in the week, whatever. Okay, cool. So we flexible. need... So we need silence, silence in Parliament now. <laughs> Order. Order. <laughs> Since the year 2005, there has been a growing threat to our metal way of life. Grown <laughs> in the West, in the new world across the Atlantic, the dangers of this threat have not been obvious, but now the beige tide has risen, risen to engulf all good sense that, and taste that has flourished 50 years. Most of us here today swam in these waters, 
they nourished us for a time. At that time we were children, now we are men and must put away childish things. <laughs> but it is not merely enough to put this issue away. We must hurl this into the pit with the eulogy of bah, mediocre, as it is mediocrity that will surely drown us. With what name do we call this evil as evil it is? It is Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> Mr. Moody and his rabble's attempts to extend an era they were not part of are commendable, but unflinchingly unnecessary. They should have withered like corn, crumbled like biscuit, drowned in a pool, or have been chambered by coal. They may have your six, but did you ask them for it? Redundant, boring, lacklustre and yame, yet they are still here. They have their following, hordes in thrall, prisoners in an audio jail from which they must be liberated. Disband, and not alone. They have mighty allies that attack on a visual front. An unholy axis has been created between them and Spiral Direct, those curators of cringe. <laughs> Together, they spew black shirts with their symbols that cast a shadow across this land. I would like to think that us, here today would resist the purchase of this filthy garb, even if it was the salvation for us, lying choking in our own blood upon the ground. There is only one question that remains. How do we stop them? And there is only one answer. War! War with all strength <laughs> and haste. War with might and guile. War with pen and pound. The International Brotherhood of Metal must marshal its efforts in its one aim and one aim only, forcing Five Finger Death Punch to devote all its time and resources to helping veterans. This is their one <laughs> noble feature that must become our quest. This is the common cause with which we will axe the blights whilst urging them to true purpose. This will halt the arrival of yet another sonic abortion. <laughs> Only in helping warriors will we achieve victory against five-fingered mediocrity and leave a legacy which our sons and daughters of metal will say this was their finest and loudest hour. <laughs> so yeah. Very good. Uh, there was there was my oratory in the um, style of Winston Churchill about five-finger death punch. <laughs> Thing is though, they'd be up for that as well because um, war's kind of their brand, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but they just it? shit at it. Yeah, they're just fucking. Can I can I give you can I give you what I think of Five Finger Death Punch? Like because I don't I haven't listened to it. I don't like yeah. I don't like calling people like bands bad. Or like, I don't like saying bands are shit just unaccountably when I've not really yeah, done yeah. the homework. But it feels like you know by the time I listened first to Five Finger Death Punch and got around to not knowing who they are, I was so sick of nine eleven. Yeah, I was like, I was so sick of like the rhetoric around like the war in, in Middle East, like in mm. all forms of media, in films, in everything. It was just all about the tension mm. in the Middle East, and I was like, "Fuck me, mate, I'm over it." And mm. then this prick comes out of nowhere, starts singing "Ooh and I was like, "Ah, oh, right, I mm. can't really." This is, and that was kind of like switched off, done. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's like the dude, I, I support what, underneath. I support what the what their causes. I just think they should stop doing fucking music and just go do that. Just like all the energy they put into making shit music, they should just put it into veterans charities. Play games yep. for veterans, yeah, but no one else because the if the vets love them, cool. Full respect boys. I am hundred percent with you. I will but yeah, I am I am deadly serious in saying like, yeah, five finger death punch, if you want me to do something to help out veterans, I will do it as long as you stop making fucking tunes. There was a a, a comedy that was a stand up competition years ago and um 
It's called Chortle. It's like a student mm. competition. And Sam and Bird from the Inbetweeners competed three mm. years in a row, and he got into the final all mm. three years. And the last year, he was sick of getting to the final and not winning. winning. Mm. So the prize money was ten grand. So he brought in a novelty check for ten grand um, mm. with a local charity's name on it, mm. and basically said, "Right, well, here I am. If I don't win, then the charity doesn't get the money. Mm. If I do win, they do. So either way, you're fucked." Mm. This is the similar kind of proposal to Five Finger Death Punch, I think. I'm not blackmailing Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> no, but you can't like you, you, you're swapping. Um, you make it. You're just giving them the old switcheroo and just making it, giving them the alternative of pure virtue. Yeah, pretty much. Because I just don't get why the popular. I don't get. I just, I just don't get it. And and it's like the Spiral Direct thing, man. It's like they teamed up with Spiral Direct who do the most cringy fucking t-shirts that you only see on 14-year-olds and 65-year-old men. No one else in between that's allowed to wear them. They teamed up with them to do the fucking album cover and you look at it and you're like, no, that can't be Spiral Direct. And you're like, it fucking is! It's like, just, and it's just that, ugh, it's just that immature sort of like sense of, it's, ugh, it's just not good. I like stupid bands, but they, they take themselves far too seriously to realise how fucking stupid they are. It's like, I'm a massive Sabaton fan, and it's like, is Sabaton kind of stupid? Yes, but do they know that parts of it are kind of stupid? Yes. Do they acknowledge they do. that? Do they acknowledge that absolutely fully? Do Five Finger Death Punch? It's like, no, it's like, we're on serious, no. It's like fucking skinny cops walking around in MMA shirts, and it's like, mate, no. Here's no. a big question that can no. kind of encapsulate what we mean. Um, should metal, should metalheads not take themselves seriously? <laughs> Or is metal a serious uh, thing? It's it is a serious thing, but with every serious thing, you've got to you've got to have a little chuckle about it and stuff. It's like metal. Yeah. It's like I love it, but I mean, I love Manowar. Do do I find Manowar hilarious at times? Yes, but then when you sort of like look deep down into some things and Manowar say it, is it inspiring? Yes. You know, it's Warriors of the World. It's fucking inspiring and brilliant, but at the same time, is it fucking stupid? Yeah, but you kind of. You kind of get over that. It's just. Uh, I, think, I think. I think. I think there's no room for purity in metal. No. In that sense, and I think what they go for is the the kind of like going a, a, a cycle of effort to be pure mm. against something. It's like, well, that's not what you should be. It's mm. not. I can't. I can't tell a band what to go for, but mm. it feels disingenuous when the rest of the world doesn't take itself as seriously. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like... It's Hard like, to buy me into it. It's like my thing always is with this is it's like when you go on a night out and you go on a metal night out, it's two in the morning, break stuff comes on. You're there headbanging <laughs> around. You're, you're there headbanging around like a loon to it and singing along to every line because you know it was part of your fucking childhood. There's always that one guy in the black metal shirt who was the same age as you sat there looking fucking grim and you're like, piss off, you owned this, and you owned the fucking New York Yankees red baseball cap, you fucking dick. Acknowledge it and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It doesn't make you any less black metal if you head bang to that. It's like, yeah, I'm having a good time. It's like, cool. Do Have you five minutes off, then go worship Satan. It's fine. Don't worry. Chill. No, once, um, once at Corporation, I was having a similar night out, and um, there's a request sheet in the metal room, and there was a load of, like, requests, like, Maiden, Metallica, and all that stuff. And I just wrote at the bottom, none of this shit. We want King Diamond. <laughs> and... Uh, Five and I, it didn't come on. And five minutes later, I was getting a drink, and some guy just like dragged me around by the shoulder and went, "No, that's not fucking. That's not fucking funny. That's not fair to anyone else." And he was like pointing at the line that I'd written on the fucking request sheet. And I was like, "All right, mate, steady, steady yourself on." I was taking the piss, you daft prick. 
<laughs> I bet he brought proper. <laughs> I bet he likes five finger death punch. But that's what I mean. It's like people like that, where it's like you know, it's like it's like oh god, it's like it's like the point where you st- where you shout Slayer seriously, but then you shout Slayer for comedy reasons. But, I think but, those people sit and have a shit in a public toilet. They look upon the door and they see scribbling a sharpie. Uh, fucking Steve sucks cocks, and then they sort of shuffle and go, hmm, yeah. immature simpletons. Yeah. <laughs> and then they probably say that, and then they probably ring the number beneath it just to see if Steve does actually suck cock. Anyway, I'll put some Spitfire music and uh, put some awesome. Spitfire noises and some music under that, and hopefully we awesome. can uh, get Five Finger awesome. Death Punch and move awesome. all their efforts if, if, towards. If any relatives of Churchill are listening, um, I I do apologise, but you know, if you've got any tips, please give them to me. But yeah, but I think I, I'll actually make an effort to listen to Five Finger Death Punch just in case I, I like them, and then um, I can play Devil's Advocate and keep this going. Yeah, well, I think I haven't listened to much, but what I've heard is just like, no, that was the other thing. They did a cover of Gone, uh, the Offspring's Gone Away, and just made it boring. They sort of like mm. took the soul out of Gone Away by the Offspring, but then. Well. They made the video all about, you know, like a dude getting blown up in fucking Iraq and leaving his wife behind. And like, yeah, there's the sentiment to it and stuff, but I get that. I love that bit, you know. And mm. like one of the videos where it's all about, you know, there are all these homeless veterans. And like, yes, fucking brilliant. We should be doing something about that. And then the fucking, you know, but then it's just the music shit on top of it. It gets the message out, but it's, uh, uh, I don't know. That, maybe I want too much in life. Maybe that's <laughs> they, all, they did a cover of Bad Company by Bad Company. And that's that's all right, but the the cover had gone away. It just it just don't work. It's mm. uh, they're like like one of them band. This is you know they were after the time they started in two thousand and five when new metal shit had died. Whereas Five Finger Death Punch, their greatest hit should have been on a fucking Kerrang compilation. That's where they should have been. Mm. Mm, but I think that that kind of speaks into what I was saying. Like it's not it's nine it's post nine eleven uh, rhetoric. Yeah, too late. For yeah. me, but I, again, I'm a, I'm a personality kid who's bored as fuck with that. Yeah, but angle. Yeah, is that? Uh, I'm speaking out of my ass, I don't really know the band. I know, so. I know. But anyway, right, uh, we need uh, we need yeah, to wrap need this to up. Wrap so, so, right, what the fuck are you playing at? What the fuck are you playing at? Well, well, Jim, this week, what the fuck are we playing at? Uh, as I sent you that uh, rather erotic picture at the weekend, I have been harvesting nature's bounty from the soil. <laughs> I've been tilling the land like a good Anglo-Saxon peasant and digging up spuds out of the garden. <laughs> and on the same day, uh, we, me and the woman also spent two hours in B&Q planning a kitchen. Oh, that's awesome. That sounds like a great day. <laughs> that is why I was 15 minutes late for Bayamotham, because we were making kebabs, because I didn't think it'd take two hours to plan a fucking kitchen, but apparently, <laughs> apparently it does. And, you know, just, just that thing where it's like, oh, God, I'm at this age where you're going, should we have the lino or should we have the hard-click vinyl? It is waterproof, you know. Just... I've, really, I've really had my heart set on an island in the middle. I don't think we can afford it. No, but the, the kitchen's going to be all black, and it's going to be awesome. So, yeah. Did they have the... Did the you have the... Um... The tra- sort of the one-way system that like the no. no, 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 they stop that now. Oh man, they, they won the the gym award for best management of uh, pandemics. Yeah, because that one-way system stuff was absolutely fucking shit and uncalled for. Because you actually spend more time in the place if you miss something and have to go around again. Oh well. Oh well. So what what you been playing on then? Oh man, I've um, created another category in the Temple of Blair Awards. <laughs> uh, for biggest troll, and it's gonna. Well, the minute the possible nominee is Sam Topman from Dragon Force. Oh God, yes. For, uh, for his uh, <laughs> Aeosaur, <laughs> a- 
<laughs> Ail, Ailstorm and Sabaton songs, which he just writes in 10 minutes. If you haven't checked it out, do so. Yeah. I pretty much had that on repeat, and I'm also writing the next feature, which is going to fe- start next week. Um, it's the history of Roadrunner Records. It is an absolute fucking blastery. I love this shit. It's going to be a fucking tom. It's going to be better than me ripping off Churchill. And yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be a scripted bit in a similar fashion. I'm just going to read off what I've researched, but I'll probably just interject with conversational bits. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, the problem is, I don't know when it's going to end. I can I, I can envisage like three clear sections, yeah. but it could be four. And the problem is, I'm only going off the information I can get now. Whereas the second the library opens, I can get a load more. But that's boom. not going to be for yeah, a while. The library opens, boom, gone. That's it. I'm going straight in there. But yeah. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a laugh, though, and I can't. I cannot wait. It's. It's. Yeah, hopefully, I, I might have to speak quite quickly through it, though, because if this could be my fucking Dan Carlin. Yeah. Hardcore history <laughs> of Roadrunner Records. Jim, please quote. Please end quote. Rashomon <laughs> did do violence upon the people round the hills and the fields. End quote. <laughs> the body stacked high. <laughs> the bodies were stacked high that no one could see for four days. <laughs> <laughs> the smell of the rotting corpses carried over three towns over. End quote. Anyway, take yourself back to a time and just imagine you were you were a guy there in the fields with Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that question. Fucking love a bit of Dan Carly. Right, right. I got, yeah, that, that's the thing. You fuck off, mate. Right. Um, check us out on Twitter, Temple Blair, B L E H. I'm Robert Jets, but like Robert, uh, Bella Spy, Boba Fett. Sorry, I'm a fucking idiot. Robert, uh, you're on you find him, Robert. You find him, Robert. <laughs> email us, uh, Temple of Blair at Gmail. Uh, fuck off and, and have some fun. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. What was I sign up again? I keep asking you. Good Blair. Good player, fucking A. Good All right, good player, mate. Good player. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. Right, I know you've got to actually fuck off, so... Yeah, yeah, I got to fuck off. Well, that, was, that was good. Yeah, I quite, I quite enjoyed it.